Here we go! And so it begins indeed. Thank you, Kosh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Quest for Pixels News Roundup for the week of August 12th, 2018. I'm your host, the man with all the disappointed stares, Mike BC, and I'm joined this week by Joseph Bradford from Gaming the Industry. How's it going, Joseph? It's been a long week. Hasn't it? It's been a very long week. For you, a different reason, I suppose, than for me. What's, why has it been a long week for you? Uh, Noelle has been sick. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Last week of summer, she's been sick. And then on Friday, I started getting it. I thought it was just allergies. That's why I still went and played Magic that night, because I wasn't feeling sick. I thought it was just allergies. Woke up Saturday, was completely dead. Yeah, you know you know what you did? What did I did? So, when I went to Kingman on Saturday, I was going to hold a baby. And because I heard that you had woken up sick, I was like, I was just with him last night. Let me not hold the baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> now, it turns out it was probably just allergies, because I woke up yesterday just fine. I've been having a lot of allergies because of the smoke from the California fires. Yeah, and I think that's what triggered it for both me and Noelle. Um, but then to top it all off, my World of Warcraft review in progress was due last night, and I spent all of Saturday dead. So I basically had to push two days' worth of work into one day, and I have not gone to sleep yet. I've been awake for 22 hours. Wow. Yeah. So this is the first week of school, and so last week was really crazy, trying to do all kinds of work from home while not even having my own county phone yet. Work from home is fun. So now it's just a matter of having to go to five different schools and run their programs. So what have you been playing this week? Obviously World of Warcraft. Anything (laughs) else? No. World of Warcraft. Just World of Warcraft. I mean, I, I installed World Madden 19 Warcraft. on PS4 because I'm reviewing it for GameSpace. I'm actually doing a joint review because I was supposed to take over the full review myself, but the code came to us a week and a half late. Oops. By the time the code came to us, I told the editor-in-chief, I was like, I can't do it because I've got time. WoW, and, you know, WoW is paying me more. Right. <laughs> um, not WoW. Excuse me. Let's, let's rephrase that. IGN is paying me more. WoW is not paying me anything. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, Be a so, bad president. <clears throat> right? Um, so I'm essentially going to cover the campaign, the long shot mode, because it's going to take the least amount of time to do. Sure. And then he's going to cover all the other features and the uh, the actual gameplay and stuff. Uh, don't know when that's due, though. Yeah, I haven't seen it on our schedule. I also have... This is bad. This is a $800 SSD card. The review is due... Mm-hmm. On Saturday. Why does an SSD card cost $800? It's uh, 2 gigabyte. No, excuse me. 2 terabytes. 2 terabytes. I always look at that and think of that. For some reason, I I always look at that and I'm wrong. Yeah, it's a 2 gigabyte, uh, 2 terabyte, you've said it again, uh, SSD made by Intel. Now, that review is due on Saturday. Okay. It's not even in my computer yet. <laughs> That's how busy I've been. I've got a keyboard I'm reviewing. I've got that I'm reviewing. I've got Madden I'm reviewing. I've got 
This I'm reviewing. <laughs> uh, game pad? The fight stick. Fight stick yeah. yeah. It, it's been a busy two weeks. Evo was last week. I mean, I still haven't even finished writing up all my stuff from that. Basically, don't be me right now. Good advice pretty much any time, really. Right, but like right this second? <laughs> no. <laughs> what have you been playing? Yeah, mostly I've been playing... I figured out how to pronounce this, by the way. It's pronounced East. The Y-S. Yeah, East. I've been waiting for you to pronounce it correctly. I've just been letting you like do it wrong. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so yeah, it's pronounced East. Yeah. I've been playing almost exclusively Welcome East to East. Anime Games, weeb. <laughs> um, but yesterday I was feeling a little bit East out. So I, uh... Yeast out? What? Like yeast, as in like an infection? No, no, okay. not, not yeast. <laughs> east. Gotta enunciate that, Mike. Yeast. Um, so I put the uh, PlayStation in the living room, because when it's in the bedroom, I just never get a chance to play it. Please and tell me how to play Persona 5. No. That's the only game you should be playing on your PlayStation right now. I've been playing Kingdom Hearts. Oh, okay. Never mind. And um, No Man's Sky. Uh, okay. It's a good so, backup. I played uh, I played the crap out of both of those games yesterday and didn't touch my Switch at all. Good man. And and I've been watching like so much Game of Thrones that nothing productive really has been getting done so, when I try to do anything. How about them weddings, huh? How about them <laughs> weddings? <laughs> I just did the season five premiere yesterday, so... Um, forgot what happened then. It was right after Tyrion left the capital. Right. No, I. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Has he arrived in the place yet? He arrived and with with Pentos uh, with Varys. With yeah. Varys. Yeah. Oh, by the way, spoiler saying. alert! But this was like from four years ago. So. Well, that's why I'm trying not to say some really important key points that happened right before all this. I mean, the book is 15 years old. Right. Yeah, people don't read, though. Like, season three, episode nine. And I do read. When that episode happened, all of you, all of the people who haven't read the books now understood why their geek friends were so depressed 15 years before then. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, let's go ahead and get into the news. The news is brought to you by patreon.com slash quest4pixels. That's quest the number four pixels. Whereas for as little as a dollar a month, you can support shows like Quest for Pixels Conversations, Quest for Pixels News Roundup, and the Pixel in Process on the stack. When are we going to start that? we got to get that room over there. my show. Just tell me when. It's coming soon. Alright, so it's been both a quiet news week and an astoundingly loud news week all at the same time. Yeah. So let's start with one of the astoundingly loud pieces of news this, the news this week. Which is it? The, how about that Dead Cells? The uh, yeah, how about that Dead Cells? I heard it's a good game. It's a very good game. I heard about it from one person in two different ways. Yep, 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 yep. yep, yep. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about yet, uh, IGN Nintendo editor Philip Muchin 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 was uh, released by IGN because he decided to do some plagiarizing from a YouTube channel called Boomstick Gaming. And, and this all came about because the YouTuber from Boomstick Gaming posted a side-by-side -side comparison of his review on YouTube with the one that Philip Muchin from IGN posted. 
on the IGN channel. And it was eerily similar. And the very ending was like almost verbatim. Almost word for word, yeah. So basically what it was is it was an example of when you were in high school and you like realized that you forgot to write the paper that was assigned to you seven months before the day before it was due and so basically you took all of the sources you could change 15 words in each sentence and then like right right yeah but he didn't even do that much well no he, he did i mean it's still like the textbook definition of plagiarism he didn't copy it verbatim in most places but there were some places where it was almost word for word right basically he took words and substituted them with words that mean the same thing or he elaborated a little bit more or he took some stuff back the problem was is uh, a it's ign so yeah people are on it it's the number one video game website for a reason and, and b people already have this idea that ign that doesn't necessarily plagiarize but people are already looking for issues that they have to point them out i mean there's an entire subreddit devoted to it um, really? Oh yeah. That's, oh yeah. I, I mean, Dan Stapleton, the reviews editor, is constantly on, on Reddit uh, disproving these things. Um, but I mean, there have been some documented cases of some incompetence there. I mean, uh, and this is coming from someone who who writes for them. I mean, I've I've, I've written for them at least four or five times now. Um, but I mean, we had the you had the fiasco of Sean Finnegan on uh, Xbox, uh, the podcast unlocked, saying that you can't record things on PC. And then when he said it, he said you can't do it using your voice, and then he was basically disproved 15 minutes later. Um, so, I mean, the, there have been some things that people have pointed out, and those are all nitpicky things. Shank has a field day with those. Shank, for those of you who don't know, is my co-host on Game in the Industry. Um, but this is glaring. Oh, well, I think Shank just wants to find any reason to poke anything at IGN. So. Well, and it's not IGN specifically. It's just he holds IGN to that higher standard because it is the number one gaming website out there. They have the most powerful voice on the internet when it comes to games. Now, um, how long do you think... Because we talked about... It looked like he just plagiarized Wikipedia the night before a report was due from seven months ago. I, IGN requires all of their reviewers to play a game all the way through. But mm -hmm. This is a roguelike game. There's no playing it all the way through. Okay, so, so how, how long do you think he would have had to have taken to review this game? Uh, okay, so how how often, how much have you updated yourself on the story this week? Um, I'm getting to... I, I know more okay. or less everything. So he, uh, he... It has been verified by Dan Stapleton that he played it for 45 hours. He should have been able to write his own reviews. Oh my Gosh. So what we have is two two possibilities when you look at it this way. He you have the possibility of him just never not playing the game for more than thirty minutes and then copying somebody else's review, which is bad, or in my opinion worse, playing the game and then copying somebody else's review. That is worse. <laughs> you did the playthrough, write your own content. And it's not like the people at IGN didn't see him play. They all saw him playing the game during the week. Sure. They verified his save file. It's 45 hours. There's screenshots of his Nintendo profile showing that he played it for 45 hours. It, it's out there. He didn't he didn't not play this review. He played it. Right. The problem is this isn't the first time he's done this. Nintendo Life has accused him, this is before his IGN days, of uh, plagiarizing their FIFA 18 review. And this is all reported by Kotaku, Jason Schreier, doing his job. Um, there's no question. Plagiarism. 
So Philip comes out with his own response video on Friday, I think it was. Uh, Thursday yeah, or Friday? It was. Yes, it was Friday. Long story short, within a day, they fired him. As they should. He was already fired at the time they did the video. Yeah. So he comes up with this response video. He doesn't actually apologize for it. He doesn't take any ownership for it. And then he attacks Jason Schreier, a reporter for Kotaku, for doing journalism. For, for doing his job. Yeah. And he says, I, I, I hope you look for more, because you're not going to find any more. Within a day, they found a third review. And by the way, that video that he posted is down now. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> it, I, you know, I thought personally it came down because here's here's probably the most disgusting part of this whole story, is that he posted that to his personal YouTube page mm-hmm. and then monetized it. Yeah, which is also incredibly unethical and disgusting. Uh, it didn't go down because of that. He had no problem monetizing his video. He left it up for a day. He just got ad revenue from it. Um, and to me, the most disgusting part of this entire story is that people are still supporting the guy, saying that they will trust his reviews from now on. It's like, do you have any brain cells? This dude has been on the record now multiple times as being a plagiarist. He, he, he doesn't have a career in game journalism ever again. Now, he could make it as a YouTuber because there are people who will blindly follow him. Mm-hmm. But he'll be buying his own games. He didn't pull it down, though, because of the monetization. He pulled it down because people found more evidence of him doing this. And... I see... It had a super high uh, like to dislike ratio as well. See, and I see that's why I wondered if the if the monetization had anything to do with it. People were giving him such a hard time over the monetization that he just he didn't pull it down until after Jason updated his story with the third example of plagiarism. He had left it up until then. Okay, that's. Whew. <laughs> now he had only been at IGN for like eleven months. He was fairly new. He, he came on earlier, eight months. He came on earlier this year. Okay. Yeah, so he's fairly new. Uh, he started as a YouTuber. I mean, he made his YouTube That's, channel to get IGN's attention. It specifically, worked. It worked, yeah. And, you know, f- people are going to blame IGN for their vetting process. The problem is, is there are so many different people out on the internet doing these reviews mm-hmm. that it's impossible for the editing, for the hiring department to vet every single review this person's done against every single review on the internet. Right. Um, it's one of those things where you just kind of trust that there's some sort of integrity there. IGN has no problem trusting me that I'm, I'm not going to plagiarize because there's no history of me plagiarizing, you know? Um, especially when you're like hired on as an editor, there's that, there's that extra layer of trust. Mm -hmm. When people first heard about this, I thought it was a freelancer. Yeah, I did. I was telling, um, some people in the make us better discord, uh, that you know, it's probably just some freelancer who, um, who they'll just never offer work to again. And then he says, "Well, I think it's the guy from Nintendo Voice Chat, which is their Nintendo podcast." And I said, "Let me check that out. That sounds like really unlikely, but yeah, sure enough, we're not talking about some freelancer who all they have to do is stop giving codes to. They had to actually fire somebody. So." It's, I can't even imagine, though, why you would go from being on YouTube to being on IGN and think, I'm going to jeopardize the the amount of trust that has been put into me to be able to be on the largest gaming website in the world by plagiarizing. I, I just can't imagine what was going through his mind at the time that he 
decided to write a review that wasn't really his. And you can jump back in anytime, Joseph. I'm sorry. I, I'm also I juggling work. I've got my actual boss texting me. Um, I was running out of vamp. So here's the other issue that this throws in here. And to be fair, I heard nothing you just said. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm dealing with a massive problem with work. So I, I told Mike when we did this that I may have to uh, keep an eye on my phone. Um, what this does is it throws into question every review he ever did for IGN, as well as every review I've ever done for IGN, and every other writer. Because now every single person on the internet is going to be looking at IGN wondering if this person has plagiarized. And, and I've only written a few reviews, but if I ever started writing to the point where I could be recommended to IGN, it makes me go, maybe I don't want to, though, because they're looking at people that write for IGN. Like, are these the most trustworthy people on the planet? Well, and to be fair, there is a certain cachet with having those three initials on your resume. I, I guarantee you, I have gotten more notoriety from companies simply because my resume says IGN on it. Mm -hmm. In fact, I had one company try to fly me out to France this year to write for IGN, not realizing that I'm a freelancer because he saw my Age of Conan. No, my, I keep calling it Age of Conan. It's Conan Exiles. It's the same company who makes Age of Conan. Um, simply because he saw my review in progress and thought I'd be interested in, in covering a blockchain mm. event. Now, I could give two rats butts for blockchain. I don't care. But the fact that my name was associated with IGN, he thought he could reach out to me and cover it for IGN. Okay? So, if you're an aspiring writer, write for IGN if they if they are willing to hire you. <laughs> okay? Because it will do wonders for your career. Uh, they have, in my opinion, the best reviews editor on the planet in Dan Stapleton. Um... The problem is, is now your name will be associated with He's more with of a this. slave driver than you are, though, when he edits. And you're bad enough. Yeah, well, no, he's not a slave driver. He just wants to make sure it's the best it could possibly be. Okay, but you're insufferable. I just can't imagine writing, you know, <laughs> for somebody like him. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's, it's good. Um, the other issue is, is it, it now drags the name of every single employee there who had nothing to do with this through the mud. So every employee who has... IGN editor attached to their name, through no fault of their own, is going to be questioned every single time. You don't need to look any further than the Monster Hunter review that came out less than a day later. All of the comments on the video review was, was this plagiarized? I bet this is plagiarized. This is most likely plagiarized. I'm not looking forward to seeing my Battle of Azeroth. In fact, I'm not even going to look at the comments. I'll give them for you. No. I mean, okay, sure, but don't tell me what they are, because it's all going to be, <laughs> is this plagiarized? I guarantee you it's not, because there are zero reviews on the internet right now. The embargo just lifted today. So, <laughs> Well, there's that, but there's also the fact that um, uh, you you don't plagiarize, and you've got to try I don't to plagiarize, yeah. not plagiarize. Yeah, and I mean, and then, then there's that as well. Um, Philip screwed himself, but in the same time, he did a ton of irreparable harm to the biggest website on the planet. The, the other issue I see here is how long is the talk around this going to last? Because the consumers have every right to question everything that comes out. But you should be questioning it anyway. You shouldn't be questioning it whether there's a scandal or not. Mm. Now, is this going to be an instance where IGN moves on in a week and doesn't want to doesn't talk about it, doesn't want to um, rehash this with the readers? I don't think so, because they're already being pretty vocal on their own private Twitter accounts about this. 
Right. My question is whether or not consumers will continue this up. There will be those dedicated few that just want to see IGN fail. Yeah, sure. Who will, I, I guarantee you, are looking over every single review that's ever been written on that website. But is this going to be another issue? Like, you know, whatever we have a mass tragedy in this country, we go crazy for a week and then we stop talking about it. I think I feel like it's probably going to be something closer to that. The other issue that I'm seeing crop up is within the games media itself, where they already feel as though the mob mentality won out with um, with the Jessica Price ArenaNet situation. And funnily enough, I'm wearing my Gears, Guild Wars 2 shirt today. Uh, um... And they're not to say that the firing wasn't wasn't warranted. He sh- absolutely should have been fired. But the fact that he's getting so much hate, which internet hate, he should not be getting. Nobody should be threatening his family, which people have done. Yeah, no, he he did have a couple of good points in his video. That was one <clears throat> of them, and and not holding other people at IGN responsible was a, was a good point too. Yeah, the um, the issue that people are starting to see is they're wondering if this is going to bring back GamerGate. Because the whole idea behind Gamergate before it became, you know, abusing women uh, was ethics and journalism. Mm -hmm. So are we going to start seeing that as the mantle for abusing women again in the games industry? Who knows? A lot of of fallout with this. All I know is that plagiarism is bad. Don't plagiarize. Read my review. Read your review. And give me clicks. We'll we'll tweet it out on Twitter when it comes up. Feed me them clicks. Um, Up next, Madden... I can't believe this one. EA really screwed the pooch on this because uh, the Los Angeles Chargers moved to Los Angeles from San Diego last season. So this would be the first time that it would pop up that that's where they're playing in the video game. Problem is, that's not where they're playing in the video game. And you'll hear in certain points of the of the game, like Los Angeles Chargers or... You know, this game's being hosted in Los Angeles. But then when you actually go, it's like, we're going to sunny San Diego. And their their coverage for the game is in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, they say playing in the, the Mission Valley area of beautiful San Diego, California. And so uh, Michael Cook tweeted EA and said, Really, Madden? EA sports coverage of the NFL takes us to the Mission Valley of beautiful San Diego? And so he shared a couple of videos on Twitter showing that this is not the right place for the Chargers to be playing. Uh, and so EA actually responded to him saying, Hey, Chargers fans, thanks for flagging this. We'll have this fixed in the game with our next title update during the week of August 20th. Um, how do you miss something like that, though? I wonder if this is just an example of using reusing video uh, audio clips instead of bringing back in the announcers to re-record this year. I wonder if this is just an issue where EA flagged just regular um, um, audio. I, I can't think right now. Like, my mind is all everywhere because I'm half asleep. And this uh, would be different from any other day. How? Let me look around you. I think pretty well. <laughs> um no, I, I think this might be just an issue of reusing audio, flagging it incorrectly, and just letting it go by. The amount of hours of audio that are in this game between the long shot mode and uh, just in-game audio is astronomical. So I'm not surprised this slipped through. Um, in fact, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure it said last. I'm pretty sure it said San Diego in last year's game too. It did, but last year was acceptable because last year was the first time they were 
the game came out before the season started. Right, right. So... All I know is I beat the San Diego Chargers in Los Angeles because I played the Rams for some reason. I think this is the team my, my guy got drafted by. Oh, okay. So I was kind of forced into it when I was doing the uh, franchise mode. Because I, I know that the Rams also play in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. but do they share a stadium? No, no. no. Uh, the Rams play that was in a, that the Coliseum. Was a possibility at one point. Yeah, the Rams play in the Coliseum. Uh, the Chargers, I think they play in the Coliseum as well right now while their stadium is being built. If we just wait two more years, we'll get a team here. Not the team we deserve, but, you know, it's the team we'll get. Yeah, I can see the Cardinals when they come play. Will I go see the Cardinals, though? Maybe not. There'll be some expensive tickets in Las Vegas. Yeah, Shanks for a chicken bottle for me. That's true. I mean, you're rich, too, but you... I'm not rich. Totally not rich. We just took a 20000 pay cut. Not rich. <laughs> you still make more than I do. <laughs> not rich. I'm not rich, you guys. This is why I'm a game show, so I don't have to buy my own games. I, yeah, well, there you go. Well, that's how you're incredibly stuck up. I am so sorry, guys. <laughs> um, all right. That was one of those, Mike, that was one of those perfect check your privilege moments. Okay, so check your privilege. Okay, I mean, let's move on. <laughs> PUBG, uh, how, how, how about that this. PUBG on Xbox One? Oh my gosh, it's awful. It's better on your phone. Play it on your phone. Play it on your phone. Yes. Play it on the PC. No, I don't know, though. If not this... an AMD PC, because it's still not working well on that. Works well on my AMD. You don't have an AMD. I thought I had an AMD on my computer. No, I'm not a graphics card. I'm not talking about a uh, CPU. That's it. Nope. What is a, it? You have a GTX 970 from NVIDIA. Oh, it's a 970. That's right. Okay. And then Shane's is a GTX 1060. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I built both of those. So I, I know. I was there for at least one of them. In fact, your computer is comprised of ninety nine percent my parts. You're welcome. So the patch actually did sound uh, a little bit interesting. The first part of the patch is for limb penetration. Uh, penetration. Yeah. So right before it was, if you blocked with your arm, it was like Wonder Woman. Yep. Because it just flew off of the arm. Mm-hmm. And didn't hurt you at all. Because that's realistic, guys. But now, if you get penetrated on the arm, or other body parts that are not your torso, or head, uh, it'll actually use a ballistic trajectory to figure out the amount of damage that both your arm and any other body part it might hit would suffer. So, if you had... For those of you who are watching on the YouTube channel, if you had your arm up here in front of your face and it got hit, there's actually two levels of damage. One for your arm and one because it's going to go through your arm and hit you in the face anyways. So it'll also show an amount for a damage amount for your your head as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, here's the other part of the patch is uh, that they're doing weather... uh, they're bringing it back, but it's not it's dynamic this time. It's not right. static like it was before. Right, so this is actually going to have fog and rain, and um, the Miramar map is going to get a sunset setting. Um, so there are some, you know, if the game would work, that all sounds really cool. I think the problem that I have, though, is that uh, right now the, the game doesn't work on Xbox. Well, and this patch isn't just for Xbox. So I mean, let's 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 remember that this patch is going to hit PC first. Um, in fact, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's article. already if it's already on there. 
Oh no, yeah, no, it's it's already on PC. Um, which wow, I am way behind on PUBG because I've been playing way too much WoW. Um, so yeah, this is hitting the PTS on Xbox One, which I mean, if you have it on Xbox, great. I mean, play it. You probably are already used to the garbage that it is. Um, that doesn't mean. But that really, okay. play it on PC, guys. It is so much better. Um, yeah, I mean. Is bueno on PC. The dynamic weather, I think, is, is the thing that I'm looking most forward to hopping back in and playing again, uh, simply because um, I I loved those matches where it was fog, where you with snipers, fog, and you could be like a, as far away as you and I are, two last of the people in the game don't even see each other until the very last second. Uh, I hate the fog on the map. I love fog in that oh, game. Oh man, that kills me, like literally. Um, so the idea that it's dynamic, though, so anyone at any moment it could clear up, and you could be totally boned, is fantastic in that, my mind. Yes, no, that's cool. So it, it does add a, a different level of dynamics to the game because mm -hmm. it's you know di dynamic weather. Oh, this freaking story. Oh, I completely forgot about this, but yeah, let me let me let, let's get into this because I know how much you love Bethesda's customer service and consumer, you know, awareness. So I really, when I saw that, I said this is definitely a story that Joseph will have some opinions let, on. Let me, let me lube up. Um, I want to. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so Bethesda had. Uh, somebody tried to sell a copy of The Evil Within 2 on Amazon. Uh, Amazon Marketplace seller Ryan Hupp. It was a sealed copy. He bought it, did not open it, and was going to resell it. Now, Joseph, how would you classify a game that is still factory sealed? Well, I'd classify it as factory sealed. Okay, but if your if your options from Amazon are new or used, used because it's not brand new. You bought it from another place and you held on to it. Um, in my mind, the only place that can uh, that can claim it as new is the place that pulled it out of the distributor package. So, so you're siding with Bethesda? I'm just I'm siding with their logic, <laughs> which I know is probably surprising you. It does actually because um, I. I I always thought, you know, if it's still factory sealed, it's new. I mean, I mean, or at the very, at the very worst, like new. Uh, if it had like new, I would put like new. Objectively, it's like new. It hasn't been. The, the problem is, is there's no guarantee this person doesn't have a shrink wrapper at his mm -hmm, house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The the way that you know this is new is if it's a, a console game, which I think in this case it was. Yeah. It has that strip. On the uh, side of the actual uh, the actual uh, package, not the shrink wrap around it. If that's been broken, then you know it's it's used. Right. But like even if it's shrink wrapped, as long as that strip is intact, it's it hasn't been opened. Right. So it, it can still be technically classified as like new. Um, the issue is when you start playing with these words and you're not the original person who bought it from and, Bethesda. And that was Bethesda's problem. Bethesda saw this <coughs> listing and said, uh, you know. We don't have a contract with you to sell this game, mm -hmm. so you can't sell it as new because we're not going to give it a warranty if you're the one that sells it to the person playing it. Yeah, and so I totally get why they did it, but this is kind of still a dick move. Yeah. I mean, I get why they did it. I don't think they should have. 
and they should have just let this happen. But I'm pretty sure someone at their legal department was like, we can't let this slide because then if we start letting it slide, other people will do it. We have to protect our IP. These are all big businesses that are, their only job is to make money. As much as they'd say how much they care about you, they don't. This is evidence of that. So here's here's a question then. How are they, are they going to go start scouring eBay though? Because eBay is full of people selling new products that are technically like new. We don't know that they're not doing it already. Okay, because this is the first time I've heard of it. I mean, we don't know that they're not already doing it. The only thing is, is this is publicized. And do you think that this is going to cause other game developers and publishers to say, you know, maybe we should also be protecting ourselves this way? Yes or no, Bethesda is... I, I saw someone write these words, Bethesda is not a historically litigious co company. And I laughed out loud because they have a history of being quite litigious. Right, right. Um, this, if there was one company, I would think that would do it. Besides EA, it would be Bethesda. And it's because at the end of the day, Bethesda has the most to lose from their single-player games being sold. Because with the other games, you have large multiplayer aspects of them that keep these games alive and keep money pumping into it, whether it be through cosmetics loot boxes, uh, microtransactions, DLC. You play Skyrim once, no matter how many times they re-release this game, and you, when you're done with it, you're done with it. Right. So they have the most to lose in terms of overall income if people stop buying games from people who have bought it from Bethesda and start buying it from these retailers. So... No, that's true, because one copy of Skyrim could be played by eight people. You know, and they've only sold the copy one time. The games industry has always hated the used games business. I mean, let's be fair. When Microsoft mean? came out with the idea of DRM on the Xbox One, you didn't hear a single game developer and publisher crying about it. They were like, yeah. You only heard consumers complaining this. about it. And rightfully so. Consumers want ownership over what they buy, even though technically we don't own any single game we purchase. We own a license to play it. Right. Um, so... At the end of the day, th this is something that I'm not surprised to see what that has to do. I don't think they should have done it. I think they should have just let it pass. I understand why they did it, though. Uh, in terms of protecting their IP, they're going to do whatever they have to do. And if that means attacking some dude who just happens to be selling something on, on Amazon, it's now, fine. Here, here's the question that I have for you, though. The, the guy got a cease and desist letter uh, from Bethesda, and the next day it was off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't relisted as a used game, so what 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 do you think would cause him not to have relisted it as used? Do you think he just was too scared to list it at all after? Probably, that? probably he'll probably just sell it locally, use Facebook or something. Facebook lets you sell things now because they can't make money any other way. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. You don't think so? <laughs> no. No. Okay. So I mean, maybe. No. No. This would only... Okay, so let's actually say the headline first. Doom Eternal was announced, right? Mm-hmm. That sounds like it's going to be fun. Uh, but they are targeting 4K 60fps on both the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X uh, with mod support possible. That's not a given yet, but... Um, you know, I think potentially they could pull it off on the Xbox One. X. I'm not sure if PS4 Pro could do it. Well, I know for a fact the PS4 Pro can't do it. 
Um, because it's just not, it's not a, uh, it's not a powerful enough GPU. Let's put it that way. Um, the, the, the key word here in this entire thing is that they are targeting right. 4K. So what that means is what we've come to expect from these consoles <laughs> is that it's oh, upscaled. You shanks these consoles. Right? Uh, it's going to be upscaled 4K. So they can get away with the claim, oh yeah, it's 4K, it's projecting a 4K image. What it really is going to be is probably 1440p on PS4, 1800p on Xbox. You don't even think it'll manage to get to the native 4K on Xbox? No, because I think they're gonna they're going to want that 60 frames per second more. And in my mind, that's what you shoot for in this game. Sure. So, I, I think they're gonna try, but I don't think they're gonna achieve it. And in order to maintain that gameplay, they're going to back down the resolution to keep the frame rate. In this instance, it's not the GPU holding the Xbox One back; it's the CPU. Okay. The GPU is more than powerful enough to do it. We know this because Forza Horizon is going to be native 4K. Forza Motorsport 7 is already native 4K. Forza Horizon 3 is native 4K HDR. So, Gears of War 4 is native 4K. So what I'm hearing is their first party titles are, are, are looking Bingo. pretty good. Uh, the first party titles are the only ones I think that are guaranteed to be native 4K. Um, sea of Thieves is 4K. It's got no content, but it's 4K. Um, of course, I have original Xbox. So. It's not 100p on that. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think this is going to hit 4K. Now, what we could also see is a variable uh, resolution. So depending on the scene load, they could, if the scene is, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of crap going on, which let's face it, it's Doom, it's always going to have a ton of crap going on. Yeah. Uh, but let's say that the load on the, on the game is not as intense, you might see a native 4K then. But, but it won't be steady. It's not going to be a stable 4K. What they may also do is instead of uh, downscaling the resolution uh, wholesale, like like some games do, they may take the battlefield approach, where they only uh, reduce the resolution on one axis. So maybe they'll re re reduce it on the horizontal axis, but keeping the 2160p. Okay. So uh, it really just depends on how they how they approach it. But again, the keyword here is targeting. They're targeting 4K. Right. It's not going to hit it. So, on the Nintendo Switch, what do you think it's going to be looking like there? 480p at something 60 FPS, maybe? You think they'll hit 60 on the uh, on the Switch? They did on uh, Doom, I believe. The original Doom was 60. No, no. 30. You're right, it's not. It's 30. It's 30. It will be 30 frames per second. It will still be the lowest resolution recorded in any of the three consoles. Yeah, well, that, that was already a given. No, 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 no. Okay, Let's rephrase that. It's the lowest resolution recorded ever by Digital Foundry. That's not an SNES game they're doing a retro on. <laughs> because that's what the original Doom was. I think it dropped Whoa. down to like 360p at some spots. I mean, so does Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And I gotta tell you, East 8, that game looks terrible on the TV when I'm playing from the Nintendo Switch. Welcome to upscaling. So, I can play it in handheld and be just fine? It's because you have a more minute, pixel for pixel match. But the minute I put it on the TV, I'm like, oh, that's ugly. Yeah why I've never played I, I take it back I can't say I've never played Zelda on the TV but I mainly played it on the uh, handheld that didn't bother me on the TV but you say it's ugly on the TV I'm also more perceptive when it comes to these things because I it's what you do I do it all the time so I could clearly see the 900p upscale on my TV so we don't actually technically have a Microsoft section this we week. did we talked about PUBG yeah well I guess yeah 
I mean, it's more like PUBG news, though. Whatever. Whatever. We are going to talk about one thing that's specific to Sony, and I'm, I'm kind of, you know, interested by it because it's interesting news, but I wish it was a different company that was getting to report it, because I just don't like them right now. Sony? Yeah. I'm sure there's a story there. What? Why you don't like them right now? Oh, yeah, well, because their, their customer service is just awful. And that'll change next console cycle, but it'll be too late. Well, all right. So, uh, Sony has sold more than 500 PlayStation, 500 million. Yeah, sold definitely more than 500. 500 million <laughs> PlayStation systems. Specifically, they've actually revealed that they are that the PlayStation family, which includes every iteration of the PlayStation, has sold more than 525 million consoles to consumers. Uh, and so, of course, like we were talking about just a few minutes ago with the used games, that doesn't even include people who got their PlayStation through a used mm -hmm. option. That's just now, new console. Yeah, so let's let's rephrase that. They've sold 525 million consoles. They've only sold 80 million PlayStation 4s. Right. So did I say PlayStation 4? No, no, no. I think I might have though. Um, yeah. No. This is this is all console iterations of the PlayStation, dating back to the PlayStation One. It also includes the Vita, which I'm kind of shocked they still consider that. It is a PlayStation. PlayStation Vita. So to celebrate this, Sony is releasing a PlayStation, PlayStation 4 Pro that is, I think it's translucent blue or something like that. Yeah. And a, and a special controller. That'll be $64. And a gold wireless headset for $100. Because they just want you to keep spending your money on them. And people will do it. Yeah, they will. If I need a Pro, I'll do it. But I don't really need a Pro. Um, the console has got bronze colored detailing. That sounds kind of cool. So. Yeah, so. Their their biggest area of success, though, I think really has been their first party titles. They they, they have done they've had a good much games. better job than Microsoft at keeping first party titles fresh. Not only, see, not only, not only fresh, they've released them in the same, Microsoft has released the same number of first party titles. The problem is, is Microsoft's first parties haven't been compelling. You had Halo 5, which was overall a flop. Uh, Gears of War 4 was pretty good. But then after that, you have Crackdown 3, which still isn't out. Uh, State of Decay was broken. Yeah. Uh, Pub PUBG is technically a second party, I guess. It's, a it's just going to be timed exclusive. Yeah. Um, that is, doesn't work well. Um, <clears throat> sea of Thieves has no content. Whereas in that same time period, Sony has released Bloodborne. Yep. Two Uncharted games, um, God of War, mm -hmm. and the best Zelda game in the last 20 years in Horizon Zero Dawn. And Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, um, lots of people care about Ratchet and Clank. Okay. Between Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War alone, though, it's better than anything Microsoft has put out on the Xbox One. Right. So, Sony, I've always maintained Sony has better first party studios. Microsoft, though, has, I think, the better overall platform because you also have the PC element. But I'm biased there because I'm a PC player. Well, and that's getting even better now, so... We hope. Alright, let's go ahead and talk about some Nintendo news. There was a Nintendo Direct on... What day is that? The 8th. The 8th, which was Wednesday. That's right. I got it for a meeting that morning, expecting to watch it 
after my meeting and it had already posted. So I watched it while I was getting ready. And it was really, really, really good. So let me just uh, explain a little bit about what we heard. The, the one thing that we didn't hear, by the way, Waluigi is still not on the roster. Apparently Luigi's dead. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but five new characters were um, revealed. I have enough characters. They, they just need Waluigi and I'll be good. Like, why isn't Waluigi in this game, for real? So, the five new characters being Echo Fighters um, for Samus, Dark Samus, and uh, one for... I can't remember who it's for, but his name is Krom. They also introduced for the first time in any of the Smash games uh, that Simon Belmont will be a playable character. I think he's from Castlevania, right? Yes. And he will also have... I didn't realize this Castlevania dude had a name. You guys watch the anime? No. It's only four episodes. What are you doing? Playing Go watch Persona. it. And wow. And not sleeping. They also have a um, Echo Fighter for him as well, whose name I cannot remember. It's King Cable. I hadn't gotten there yet. Oh. I'm going to tell you what, with the King K. Rule thing, uh, <clears throat> the... Uh, that was really just so disappointing because we we talked at length. I'm not sure who it was that was on the show with me that day, but we talked at length about how possible how this was just simply not going to be possible for him to be on the, on the game. Uh, there was a lot of rumors flying around that he would be on the game. We were wrong. He is going to be on the game. So, and that was revealed at the very end. And it looked like they were about to re reveal a new person at the very end. And I thought, oh, for sure, Waluigi. And then I saw. Uh, Donkey Kong and uh, I was like well it's probably not Waluigi then so uh, it's Rick, uh, Richter Rick Ryder? Richter Richter I don't know but it, he's a um, echo character for Simon then they talked about uh, uh, stages do you know without looking at the article what the Highest amount of stages in any Smash game before this was? Like 80? No. Okay. It's like 45. Okay. And. I should know that. I just watched Smash for like a weekend at Evo. This one is going to have 103, playable three different ways. So basically like 309. Alright then. They also have revealed that there's going to be some interesting features with the music. Like. You can actually go into a specific stage and edit the soundtrack for that stage. So yeah, I saw that. So if you don't like a game a song from one of the games, you can go into the stages that belong to that game and just change say, music. I don't want that yeah. song to be playing. And you can't change it to... This is what kills me. I would love to go into a Pokemon stage but still be able to hear like Castlevania music. You can't do that. Why? It's Pokemon. But, but Castlevanias are not in Pokemon. Right. So... Right. I would want to be able to just listen to Castlevania music the whole time. Right, but it's Pokemon. Right. So that's why I can't do it. Right. I think that's weird. It's not, though. It's Pokemon. Anyways. So... You know that's going at the beginning of the episode <laughs> now, right? I'm sure it will. So... Uh, 
what you can do though is you can edit the playlist for that stage. So you can take it out of the rotation that it already has established. Right. Or, you know, just order the <coughs> rotation of music to however you want to hear the songs play. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to have a sleep mode player. There is 28 hours of music in this game. And so if you want to just listen to some Smash Brothers music, you can set it to play on your Switch. Turn the screen off, and it'll still continue playing. So people are going to be carrying around a giant MP3 player now. Yeah, basically, for Smash Bros. I anyways. honestly thought we had gotten done with that <laughs> when the Zoom stopped being a thing. Uh, Remember the Zoom? Goodness. Remember how that was a thing? That, like, three people used? I had one. So you were one of them. Mm -hmm. I bought it from somebody else. So yeah, we were two of them. I was at the church this last week, and, and somebody from the church had Zoom on their iPhone. I was like... Why? I didn't realize that was still an app you could download. So. Anyways. Uh, there's also They also talked a lot about the different modes that you're going to be able to play in. Oh, it was 56. I thought it was 45, but it was 56. Oh, it's still off. Um... So you'll be able to do, oh yeah, there's over 800 tracks of music, by the way. Gosh, that's disgusting. That's awesome. Ooh, Dragon Ball Island. Da -da 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 really? Okay. Eight player fights are returning. <laughs> Go down a little bit. Uh, tournament mode is back. Uh, this one is... A really cool one that I thought was interesting. It's called Smashdown. So what you're playing, every time you play a new match, you have to use a different player because that one you were just using is no longer available. So um, it just keeps going down until everybody gets used or until there's not enough characters. Mm -hmm. And um, so there could be some strategy involved there. Like, um, for instance, if we were playing, I might just go straight to Marth my first time so, so I, I can't use them exactly <laughs> it's okay i'll just play mewtwo or maybe i'll play puff and channel my inner hungry box and i'll, and I'll jump down b so training mode um is getting a significant revamp oh this is cool it's actually treating like nintendo's treating this like an actual fighting game now yeah well since it's already being used for esports why not yeah, but the Smash and the FGC still consider themselves separate. Okay. So. So, it'll actually analyze data about your characters. And, and actually, when you're in the screen for training, it's actually going to have a grid on the screen. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of see uh, where you are in relationship to other players. And when you launch people, it'll show you actually three different lines. One for if you had 0% damage when you hit them. One for 100% damage if you hit them, and one for like 50%. So you'll actually see where they would have gone uh, depending on w when you hit them. Uh, there is one mode that is still um, not being talked about yet, so we don't know what's going to happen there. And they did make some kind of comments like we haven't seen all of the Echo Fighters yet, so there might still be more characters added later. Okay. Well, all right. Any thoughts? It's Smash. I'm, I'm buying it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So am I. And we're going to stream a bunch of it on, on Quest for Pixels. And I'll come in and I'll get my butt 
get because I haven't played Smash in years. I take it back. I played Smash a week ago. I played this Smash a week ago at Evo. So you've played this Smash already in years, so have. you haven't played it in years. Yeah, because that's how uh, memorable it was, I guess. It was being played on a pro controller, which I realized in that moment, Smash should not be played on anything but a GameCube controller. So did you pre-order the GameCube controller? Because you know that's going to sell out day one. From who? GameStop. Right, but, but who's making it? Uh, Nintendo. Yeah, no, I, I got PDP. I, I don't... PDP is making one. I'm getting. A, oh, I'm that's getting right. You, you you told me about that one. Yeah. Those look pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a GameCube controller. So. Oh, and then the other thing that they talked about was the limit, the the combo, the whatever, the ultimate smash. Uh, they're gonna actually have a chargeable thing at the bottom of your character, and when it charges up, you can just do a mini smash without having to wait for the item. Good, because I hate items. So like, I would turn the item off, but does that still let you have access to that bar? I think so. Cool. If that's the case, then that's how we will play every game that I'm in. So I really I like the Ultimate Smash. But I, I hate that if I'm the one that hits it for the most and then one person hits it after me, they're the one that gets to use the Ultimate Smash. Continuing on with Nintendo, uh, Smash Brothers will require that you have Nintendo online service um, when you want to play. Once it launches, it's going to launch. Well, it's going to launch after this. So. A Nintendo Switch online service is... They haven't given us an exact date, but now they've actually said second half of September, which I think is dangerously close to them saying we're going to have to push this back till October. I fully expect this to launch day and date with Smash. You think so? It's going to it's going to be pushed all the way back to December. Yeah, I do. Otherwise, they'd give us a date. It's a month and a half away if it's the second half of September. Yeah, I mean, just give us a date. Let people start pre-ordering this. But you can pre-order it. Then give us a date if we're spending if we're spending money on it already. Now I'm planning to get the thirty-five dollar membership because mm-hmm. that way I can have me and Shane and like six other people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I'm maybe one of those six people because I'm not buying this. That's fine. You can yeah. Because yeah. I don't feel like being. I, mean, I don't feel like I, this is me and my just. I guess PC elitism is what people will, will chalk this up to. Sure. I don't think you should have to pay to use your internet again. You're already paying for internet. Agreed. Everyone's like, oh, it's, you're paying for their servers. Well, yeah, I'm paying for their servers when they go down, too. And Nintendo is unproven. Yep. So. I, um, I get that. So, like, I actually just stopped paying for, um, Xbox Live. Good. Which was really a sad decision because, like, a day later... Sean Capri is streaming Overwatch and asking people to join. I'm like, I can't join anymore. I don't have Xbox Live. You joined if Sean just played it on PC. Yeah, well. Do you have it on PC? No. Oh. I have it on Xbox. I almost bought it for Shane, but they wouldn't let me because we had just become friends that day on Blizzard. Blizzard, in order to make it so that you're not like just sending items back and forth between accounts, they have to be a friend with somebody for seven days before you can send them a gift. Oh, that's stupid. We were trying to get him to help live stream one night, and he didn't have the game, so I was trying to buy it for him, and it just would not work. All right. I think that was... That was it. That was it? That's it. We actually don't have a uh, mailbag uh, question this week, Uh, so that'll do it for the news. Thank you for being on. Where can people find you? Uh, on, on the Twitters, at L-O-T-R-Lore, you can find me 
on IGN, GameSpace, and MMORPG. Basically, go to Twitter, look at my bio, and you can find me in all those places. But mainly Twitter. Mainly Twitter. You can find me at MikeBC1985. You can follow the show at Quest for Pixels. That's Quest the number four pixels. YouTube.com slash Quest for Pixels. Twitch.tv slash Quest for Pixels Gaming. And you can go to the website, read reviews and soapbox articles. Quest for Pixels.com. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. See ya.